0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mules and Goats. This is episode three, season one, or season one, episode three, however you want to chop it up. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we bring a podcast to you like no other. What do I mean by that? This podcast has four generations of dynamic people. We have a Tuskegee Airman, a two-star general, and the Mule and Goat themselves from West Point. We have a West Point grad on here and a Naval Academy grad, which which gives us the mule and the goat, uh, offering you their opinions, their insight, and just their overall knowledge on worldly events. So welcome to Mules and Goats, episode three, season one. Hey,
1: this is the goat. Um, just want to give everyone a quick disclaimer. The opinions, assertions, and often exclamations expressed here are those of the authors and hosts and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Uniformed Services, the DOD, the United States Army, Navy, or any of the services of the United States Marine, correction, uh, United States Military Academy, um, the United States Naval Academy, or any of the service academies. These thoughts and opinions are our own. Uh, and for the parents out there, um, if you have young listeners, uh, please be careful. At times, we will talk about adult things, and we may use uh, a, um, a curse word or two in, in excitement. Um, but without further ado, Bear, take us away. Uh,
0: what are we covering today? Copy that. Thank you, GOAT. We have a, a bunch. We have an action-packed episode here tonight um, we are going to talk about business we'll have entertainment we'll have arts we'll have travel and leisure and then we'll try to wrap some sports in at the end for you sports fans out there so um I'm gonna just open it up and and have just some uh, opening statements from each one of you about what's on your mind what are you thinking about there's a lot that happened in this last week Lakers won the championship um you know, whatever that's on the top of your mind, just kind of let's uh, unpack that and then I'll start the, uh, our agenda. So you'll, uh, I'll start with What's you. What's on your mind, mind today?
2: has everything to do with COVID-19. Um, I'm an SEC football fan. Nick Saban has COVID-19. The son of the president of the free world has COVID-19. At some point, we are going to take this bacteria, this virus seriously, and we're going to um, follow the protocols. We're going to make a decision as a nation to take it seriously. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, what color, what gender you claim this is attacking our country. It is I've never seen anything to to basically hamstring to to take a hold of our country like COVID-19 and it's killing me. I hate it. But at the same time, we have to be smart. For those of you that are sick, I'm praying for you that you get well. I don't care who you are. For those of you who uh, are not sick yet, please wear a mask, follow the protocols, try to maintain at least six feet of social distance um we we have to 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 figure out how to get our economy, our country stabilized level back to normal, not a new normal but back to normal uh there are many scientists out there trying to find a vaccine a cure for this in the meantime, we have to protect ourselves and um you know, my heart's out to everyone that has this they they are people in middle America that are dealing with this. And to be honest, some of their symptoms are mild. but There is a significant number of people that um, are baby boomers uh, that haven't seen their grandkids in in weeks and months. They haven't hugged their grandkids um, because of this disease. And people are upset about that. It is affecting people mentally. And we, we have to get past this. So please, Um, Take this disease, this virus seriously, and protect yourself. Bear?
0: Um, You know, that is, uh, you know, as we, I know the last two episodes, we talked about COVID and the impacts and what that looks like in different families. And this is something that we'll continue to talk about. Uh, Goat, I know that you gave some insight on the last time, which was very, very um, insightful when you talked about, you know, ensuring that people get life insurance and, you know, what that looks like if, if, you, if you have COVID trying to get life insurance and, and that you won't be approved uh, for a policy uh, as in right now, 2020 in um, October. So what, what insight do you have around COVID? Any extra additional thoughts that, um, about COVID and the impact um, in your world?
1: So I actually did a field training with my marketing director today. Um, for those of you that don't know, I am a, 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 a licensed uh, life accident health and a little bit of uh, financial planning um, and agent. So um, I found out that there are some um, companies that are now starting to cover covid patients one of those um well i don't know if i'm going to drop the name because i don't want to necessarily throw business their way but uh you know what i will uh national life group uh, covers covid patients um and then i'll do research to um you know inform all of you of all the ones that i come across um but covid 19 is um for so actually let me let me go back to the base. So it is a novel novel, right? New Corona King virus. So it is a new King virus and it is, uh, was found in the 19th year, right? Of 2019. So uh, when people, you know, label it the Rona or whatever, that's just because it doesn't have another name yet right? It is still the new King virus of 2019. Um, and we are still finding long-term effects that it's giving to people after they've had COVID. Um, and we continue to hear about people having COVID and we don't know what's going to happen with them in the future. And I mean, we saw that Herman Cain died, right? Um, and this is a morbid thought, and I would never want this to happen. But the president of the United States had, had and or probably does still have, I don't know, COVID-19. Um, his son has COVID-19, and there are various members of his staff that have it. And, you know, you keep adding up those very important people um, in our democracy, and the numbers say that one of them is going to die. And that's a frightening thought. Um, And what's keeping us from that is hubris in a lot of cases. Um, And that's kind of scary, too. Um, If you go back to the Spanish flu of 1918, um, you know, I think those millions of people have died. A lot of them died because we didn't have the technology we have today. And I think that the only reason why in America we have 216 thousand people plus excuse me um i don't know the exact number right now um is it's is due to those practices and things that we have learned um and ways to prevent it from happening um and so i just i just really really have a lot of concern because um you know my captain actually said something very interesting today um because we had some sailors that wanted to take um out of country leave, and um, you know they were they were not allowed to. Um, and he brought up a great point. He, you know, he said, you know, if they catch coronavirus in Peru or Brazil or Iran or Russia or Spain, or they catch it at the Lynn Haven Mall, or they catch it at the Greenbrier Mall, or they catch it at Lennox. Right? What's the difference? They still catch it, um, and so and, and 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 that's very real. Um, unlike most of the wars that you know the armed forces fights, this one is here, there, and everywhere. It is right outside your doorstep, and there are a lot of people that 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 that, that are that that choose to believe that it's not real, or that it's not as serious. Um, and maybe right once we have the vaccine it'll be as silly as the common cold or as dismissed as chicken pox, you know, just stay home, you know, get in an oatmeal bath and don't scratch yourself. Right. But, um, uh, until that day comes, we need to, we need to take it seriously. Um, which leads to my opening statement. Uh, my opening statement is that we are seeing the winners and losers of coronavirus. I think at every possible turn, um, I think the NBA, despite the fact that people like to bash the fact that they didn't have great ratings this time and, you know, they didn't, you know, um, they didn't, you know, their 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 viewership is falling. I think the NBA did the best of anyone with coronavirus short of Australia. You're going to ask me what I mean by that. Um, The NBA bubble, they brought. Sixteen. No, not no. Excuse me, not sixteen teams. How many teams? How how many teams do they bring? They brought a lot of teams and a lot of staffs, a lot of coaches, lot and a lot of workers, and put them at the greatest place on earth, i.e., Disney, and they locked it down. They did it right, and they got it done on time. The rest of the world hasn't been able to do that, except for Australia, who for a second there we had an entire continent, Australia, you know, that had zero new cases for a string of like 13 days. And that was disrupted by two British travelers who had COVID when they left and then they spread it everywhere they went at their resort. And so, um, you know, it just shows you that no matter how good you are, You know, one mistake, one slip up can cause the whole thing to fall. So um, wear your mask, everybody.
0: You know, absolutely. You know what? I'm not sure. And, you know, if you guys have heard, right, there are two people in the world that have caught COVID twice. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of that. We just had our first American um uh catch covid twice he caught it back in like uh uh april time frame and then he just recently caught it again um here within the last month and what they discovered was is that that person who caught covid had two different strains of covid oh yes sir yes sir the first person happened over in china kind of the same story Right. So they had somebody who caught COVID, you know, right. In, I think that, I think that, uh, that guy might've been a doctor. He caught it in March of, uh, of this year. And then he caught it again, like two months ago. Um, so again, in both people, there were two different strains of COVID, which obviously shows that the virus is mutating. And what, what does that look like? You know, you know, is it, you know, kind of piggybacking on something that you said, uh, you know, uh, go is that is it going to be like okay like the flu vaccine right like okay this is the COVID you know the flu vaccine is just a vaccine that they think will be prevalent for that particular year or a strain that will be prevalent that particular year they may get it right they may get it wrong but that's what everybody gets so I'm wondering if COVID will kind of be the same once they get like a vaccine for maybe the you know, the most uh, well-known strain or the first one. And then um, each year after that, we'll have to keep getting a vaccine for any different strains that may pop up until we whack-a-mole this thing down uh, to where it's not mutating as as rapidly as um, other viruses, if that makes sense. Again, I'm not sure if you guys heard of that, but that's actually a thing. Somebody caught COVID twice, two people. So... Very, very interesting. I mean, um, you know, I think that we'll wrap up the COVID conversation unless you guys have any more add-ons before we move on.
2: Um, no, I, I have heard of the uh, the two cases you are talking about. Um, we have to, you know, I was going to comment later on the GOAT's comments about uh, his um, fellow workers, soldiers, sailors who want to take, leave, vacation outside of the country. Um, My uh, response would have been to that would be uh, no, if I was their commanding officer, because of what you just said there. And that is, it's a different strain. The strain we have here in the U.S. is different than what they're experiencing right now in Spain. And in Northern Italy, for the second time it 's different than what they 've had in Wuhan china and 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 maybe the scientists understand the difference in the two, but we don't and so um, and you bring that new strain back here to the u s or that different strain back here to the u s and you can infect more people, so no um you know, I, I don't support international travel at this point. Uh, if you're in the U.S. until we have a vaccine, so um, yeah, this is that that to me is, is what's um, what's important now. Um, let me let me give you some background. Uh, the University of Alabama is one of the greatest football programs there is. If you go down to uh, there and see their program, see their the facilities that they have. Uh, It's first class and for the head coach for the University of Alabama to get COVID is almost as if it's almost as incredible as the president getting COVID. And I I said this in a meeting um, on Monday uh, because there are some people that I know who contracted COVID-19. And the first thing I said is that's incredible because these people are germaphobes they wear their masks, they social distance, they, bring, they eat their own food in their office. Um, and they are really, really careful people. And they call it COVID-19. How is the question? And it's a concern. Now, here's one. I'm going to add this and then I'd like to move through our agenda. Let me, let me be c- clear about this. My, my sense of awareness, I share this and I talk about what's important now. Not because I'm afraid, not because I want you to be afraid, not because I want there to be a panic amongst the people of the United States of America or anyone listening to my voice. No, is I want you to be vigilant. Not I don't want you to panic. I want you to be vigilant. And um, I want you to be prayerful. Uh, Whatever God you you worship, I want you to be prayerful, but I want you to be vigilant and purposeful and intentional in what you do day to day. We need to attack this virus. We need to attack COVID-19 and not be a victim. That's why what's important now to me is, is understanding what's going on so that we can be vigilant. Don't be afraid, be strong. Bear, back to you.
0: Absolutely. You know, know absolutely. I, you know, um, very, very awesome points made about COVID. You know, like um, all three of us have, you know, the mindset to where, you know, uh, to um, all three of us have the mindset to where exactly what you just said. We're not, we're not asking you to be scared. Just be smart. <laughs> just be smart out here uh, as you move um, in your day to day business. So Um, I want to transition now um, into, I know in the intro of the show, I talked about um, why this podcast is one of a kind. There's nobody on the planet that has this, the same credentials that we have on this podcast. And if you do, I need receipts. All right. I need you to prove it. Right. So again, we have a Tuskegee Airman, a two-star general, a West Point grad and a Naval grad. On this podcast, the Naval and the West Point grad is the mule of the goat, right? That is the name of the show. So with that, I want to talk about leadership just for a, a, a quick moment. And if there's any nuggets that you two, West Point grad, Naval grad, mule, goat, if there's anything that, a little nugget that you would like to give to the masses about leadership, it mean any sector that you want to go down. Any little juicy piece of information that you might have learned uh, in, in, in school, in your training, in your, uh, you know, being, um, you know, uh, you know, as you move throughout the world, things that you've learned? Are there any little nuggets you would like to provide to the people? Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to start with you on this. Uh, go, if you're ready. Um, if not, you can defer. But I'll start with you, go and see if you uh, what nuggets you have as far as just leadership? Um, <clears throat> so on the spot,
1: I would say that um, there, are, there are a few lessons that um, many of the great leaders that I've had the honor of serving for have taught me and bestowed upon me. Um, but uh, the first two that come to mind, uh, the first one is the way in which you talk to people matters. Um, and here's what I mean by that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we are all born. And, you know, at least on the onset, you know, God willing, all of us have the exact same, or at least, you know, within a few standard deviations of the mean, um, you know, the same amount of lifespan. And we get the same twenty-four hours. We all bleed, you know. Uh, you know, aside from some uh, genetic differences between us, um, you know. And at the end of the day, we're all human beings, no matter the color, creed, uh, the way you look. Uh, and so, all of those human beings—they have thoughts, they have feelings, they have emotions, they have reactions. Um, they have tendencies they have ticks they have they have preferences and and they have things that that they don't prefer um and when you're a leader um it should it should it should be your goal i mean you don't have to please everybody but to give respect to people because they are people um i think is very important um and um I strive every day to give people the space and time that they deserve, uh, because you never know what someone's going through, and you never know the circumstances that they have come from, Um, but we can all go crazy, um, because mental illness is no joke, and when your brain breaks, your brain breaks, and you have to be nursed back to health. When your body breaks, your body breaks and you have to be nursed back to health. Um, And 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 so, you know, you just have to be cognizant of the fact that, yes, that report matters. Yes, that task matters. Yes, all of the minutiae that we have put in front of ourselves and called our jobs or our ways of life or our targets or our goals. Yes, those things matter. But at the end of the day, don't forget the people that are behind those tasks and goals and objectives. Don't forget the people that are making it happen, because once someone decides that they're no longer going to work for you or no longer going to participate as a part of the team, um, then you have to spend the time, effort, and energy to get them back on the team, or you have to hire somebody new and then retrain them to do it, um. And if you would have just chosen your words more carefully and and considered what you were saying um, a little bit better, then you could have made the situation a lot better. Um, And the other thing is. uh, Respect the people at every echelon. Um, And my mother taught me this. My father reinforced it. And so did my uncle and everyone else but um you know the janitor i think has some of the best trust of anyone because they have the keys to every office the code to every door um and they're there early and late um and they deal with your waste they deal with um the things that you discard or the things that you've forgotten Mm -hmm. um and to look down upon them as if they are not worthy of respect, I think is wrong. And then, you know, the people that are the worker bees, you know, the secretaries, the, 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 the writers, the creators, the mark, like, like everyone matters. Um, and so give everyone their respect um, because you never know, when you're going to need to cross that bridge and, and uh, you're, you're going to need their expertise.
0: Understandable. Understandable. Great, great nuggets. Uh, Great gems that you're dropping there. Mule, what you got for us?
2: Well, I want
0: to talk about something. um,
2: It's mindset Uh, as leaders as people that are are moving in the right direction, you must always have your mindset in order. And what I mean by that, um, uh, TK, Tim Kite, the performance coach for the Ohio State football team, he talks about mindset and he talks about 20 square feet, meaning um, you all always have, um, you know, free will, and a lot of people give up that free will. What do I mean by free will? Meaning you have the right to choose your mindset every day, no matter your conditions. And what many people do is they, they take their, their current condition and they lay it at the doorstep of someone else. Well, if my mama would have done this, I would be a better person because my daddy wasn't there that's why I am the way I am because I was mistreated on the job. That's the way that's why I am. And that's why I have the mindset that I have. No, that is incorrect thinking. If you go back and, and for those of you that are Christians, you, you'll know where I'm going. But if you are not, if you pick up the Bible, the King James version, you go to John chapter five. And when Jesus came across the man who had been paralyzed and blind, and he'd been blind and paralyzed for about 38 years. And there is a pool where people at the time believed that if you were, when the waters were stirring in that pool, that if you fell in that pool, you will get healed. And Jesus could have healed him, but he walked up to him, asked him, do you Want to get well? Now, that's an obvious question. When you think about Captain Obvious, that's an obvious question. But what Jesus was trying to do was to get him in the right mindset. His reply to Jesus was not yes. It was not no. He came up with an excuse. His excuse was, I have no one to help me get in the pool. Every time I try to get in a pool, someone else goes down ahead of me. Again, not the right mindset. The proper answer was, yes, Jesus, I do want to get in the pool. I do want to be healed. We have control of our mindset at all times. And once you grasp that idea, meaning you have the power to do anything in this world, you live in the United States of America. You have the power if you put your mindset to it and you work on it, you do think you do a little bit every day. Small, slow daily, you can achieve anything in this world, but you have to believe it. You have to be determined and you have to control your 20 square feet. You you control what you wear. You no matter how cold it is outside, you control your mindset. How you feel, your attitude is the most important thing. It is, the, it is the most important thing when you start your day. You get up in the morning, no matter how you look, no matter how sick you are, you take a shower, you get dressed and say, hey, I'm going to get it done today. I'm going to take care of my business today. And I'm going to be have a positive mindset no matter what happens. You control your 20 square feet, you control your destiny. When you do that, you will impact your life. Positive things will happen. You will impact your life, your family, your team, your organization in a very positive way. But you have to believe and you have to say, okay, I'm in control of me, not everyone else. Just be in control of you. Don't put your mindset and your life and how you feel at someone else's doorstep. You're in control. Believe it. You have free will to take care of you. Do it. Dominate your day every day. Bear?
0: Copy that. Um, wow. You know. You know. Thanks. Thank you both for sharing. I mean, you know, uh, both of those nuggets. Um, everybody can take and run with. Um, and apply to their day-to-day lives. So uh, thank you guys for sharing. I appreciate you. I'm now going to transition um, just to a, a topic that we hit on last time. Um, just, 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 uh, just some stocks to watch, you know, kind of in the financial, uh, you know, uh, field, business area, space, whatever you want to call it. Um, some stocks to watch, stocks that you've been looking at, Stocks that you continue to maybe invest in, uh, stocks that you're growing your position in, maybe stocks you're selling. But whatever that looks like, um, are there any stocks that you guys uh, are watching, selling, growing? Um, I'll go back to you, uh, Goat. You got anything that you uh, hot on or not on?
1: Well, um, I already have a position in NEO, um, And all I did was increase it today with the report that Morgan Chase uh, tripled their price target for that. Um, uh, actually, the bear told me about this one, so I'm going to steal it from him. Uh, Tencent. Um, that price target is something upwards of $400. So, I got some more of that. Um, and then, uh, I'm telling you, like I think by 2030 everyone will have solar something and i think sunrun because bivin solar doesn't exist anymore is going to be in that space very heavily um and i know that they're down about 10 percent no excuse me not 10 percent yeah like 10 percent over the last week after they merged with bivin solar but I think that's just people selling off so they can lower it so that they can rebuy back in. Um, uh, But I think that, I mean, the the sun is going to be there at least for the rest of our lifetimes, barring some sort of catastrophic event in the universe. So um, I think for a very long time we have, or at least some of us, in the mainstream have have neglected just how powerful it is, even though if, 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 uh, some humans are overexposed to it, they burn, um, it, you know, it can cause, uh, things that are brand new to then wear away. It takes away your energy, but it also charges you, uh, and, and, and it gives you vitamins. So, I mean, um, eventually everyone's going to have something that's solar, uh, on their house, in their car, uh, and and around their person because to not tap into that pretty reliable uh, source of power, I think doesn't make much
0: sense. Um, you know what's funny is like I agree with you on the solar. Uh, little fun fact for everybody out there in the universe: uh, the sun is about five billion years old, and it's supposed to burn for another five billion. So I think we're all right. I <laughs> think we're. <laughs> I, I think we're OK if you want to, um, you know, look at that as a energy source um, and maybe invest in it, you know, as we start to transition to clean energy, you know, whether it be electric versus gas, you know, versus uh, or, you know, going to solar power versus, you know, uh, burning coal or wherever we do to produce uh, energy. So, uh, Mule, uh, what you got for us? Any stocks you watching?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I'm boring. Um I, I'm gonna go it, I'm gonna take a, a different route. So the first one is DUK. Um the um is sitting at uh $92 and sixty seven cents right now for the close for the day. DUK is Duke Energy Corporation. Uh it's basically uh a power company. People, you know, you gotta have electricity. Regardless, of even if you have solar panels on your home, more than likely, you're selling that back to your local power company. Um, And Duke Energy Corporation is a solid company. Uh, They've been around for uh, many years, and and they've weathered this COVID-19 pandemic because people are at home and they're working from home. They need energy. Um, if you look at their, um, earnings per share, it's $2 and 80 cents earnings per share. They got a forward dividend of $3 and 86 cents. I'm a dividend type guy. Um, if you look at, you know, a, a one year for them, they've been hovering around $80. if you look at a five year, for them, they've been hovering at about $75. Again, solid company. Add it to your portfolio, get your quarterly dividends. The next one is going to be DTE. Uh, DTE is another regional power company, another company that um, is a dividend uh, paying company. Stock symbol DTE. That uh, stands for Detroit Energy. And and of course, the last one is going to be a a very, uh, it's an old company, and this is going to sound, you know, controversial. Um, It's opposite of the Tesla trade that I talked to you about, and it's Ford Motor Company. The stock symbol is Ford. My estimate, based on my research, one of two things is going to happen. Ford is either going to merge with a larger company. So they're going to be bought. So their price is probably going to double. But Ford is going to figure it out. Ford is a family owned company. Um, Again, stocks at $7.57. I think that long-term Ford is going to probably end up being around a $15 stock. Again, declaring dividends. Is it a Tesla? No. But if you're trying to solidify your portfolio, If you're trying to say, okay, I want tried and true companies. Yes, you should listen to the goat and to the bear when they're talking about some of these uh, high-risk, high-reward technology companies, solar companies. But if you're trying to make sure that you have companies that are the the foundation of your portfolio, DTE, Duke, D-U-K, and Ford are going to pay dividends – And they're going to they're going to act basically as bonds for your portfolio. Bear.
0: Copy that. Full disclaimer. We are not financial advisors on this podcast. Um, Any information and insight that we give you are for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to do your own research Um, when you're investing your own money. You know, invest in companies that you feel comfortable in. Um, and again, what we're telling you is just our speculation. We are not financial advisors. Um, it's for entertainment. And speaking of entertainment, I have a burning question that I want to put out to both of you. I know that I have already cut the cord. Cut the cord, meaning that um, I used to have cable TV. Um, The bill that I had was probably uh, hovering around $200 per month. And every time I'd open that bill, I would cringe real hard. Um, So uh, I just want to put out to you, you know, um, you know, have you cut the cord? Um, Have you, and if you have, like, what do you do or what do you use? What platform do you use to watch like normal television? So... um, Mule, you just went last of GOAT. I'll pass it back to you.
1: So, in my humble opinion, none of us have have actually cut the cord. And here's why. The cable company is still getting you for $70, $80, $90, $100 a month, depending on the quality of Wi-Fi that you have unless you live in an apartment building in which that's rolled into your rent or your appliances. Um, so you may not be getting cable from them, but you are getting Wi-Fi from them and it's still coming through that line. Um, and the only difference between you getting cable and getting internet and just getting cable or just getting internet is them deciding to send you, um, another packet of information over the airwaves. Um, but yes, uh, I I, I I no longer have cable um, I have a Fire Stick and I have a Roku yes I know that's redundant but I do um, I use I have a Netflix a Hulu a Disney Plus um, a Amazon Prime and one other subscription so I mean I'm effectively paying a little less than I paid if I did that ever so classic either DirecTV or Dish Network or Cox or Spectrum or whatever you have, right? That classic triple bundle where they give you a landline, they give you internet, and they give you cable, I'm paying just a little bit less than that bundle.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, how about you, Mule? Um, I think you was paying like a bunch of money. Um, are you still doing that, man? Do you have like a hybrid setup, right? Like, do you have uh, some cable and you cut the cord or what does that look like in your world?
2: Well, my life is complicated right through here, but in my my home, we've uh, just recently cut the cable four months. Uh, when I say cut the cable, similar to what the goat was talking about, I still get wifi through spectrum. Spectrum is a great company. I just think they're oh, gouging 100%. us. And so, um, all the stuff that the, that the goat talked about, I don't have all that. I just have Wi-Fi through spectrum and I have uh YouTube TV and, uh, you know, it took me a minute to get used to YouTube TV. And then I took a minute and realized how many channels do, do I personally watch? Let me name them off. HGTV history channel, ESPN, NBC news, maybe CBS news. Uh, the only reason why I watch Fox is because of sports. Um, and, and a couple of their talk radio shows, but, um, Other than that, I I don't watch me personally. I don't watch any other channel, maybe discovery. um, But again, we're talking about the maximum number of channels that I may watch max is probably 15 channels. And I was paying approximately 270 a month for all of the stuff that Spectrum was giving me right now. I'm paying about, so my on my YouTube TV is about $60 and my uh, spectrum is about $75, but I got to check the bill. Point is, is that you're right. Cutting the cord is, is you just cutting a, a portion of the cord. But all I know is I've reduced the outlay. I just have to get back to um, this whole idea of cutting the cord. I think it's more... A la carte is what we should call it, not cutting the cord, because that's what we've gone to is what do you really watch? And if there was a way where you could be charged for what you watch, then maybe that would be better. And I would just have just spectrum and then what I really watch. The idea of having a home phone is um, you're kind of showing your age. Most folks, um, probably 40 and under, don't even have a home phone. If they see a, a phone outlet, they probably don't even know what it is um, and so you know that that's probably what they think of when they think of cutting the cord is they just have a cell phone and that's as their as their home phone. Um, most folks over fifty probably have a home phone and a um, a cell phone or several cell phones but it's um, the idea of having all the stuff that the the goat have that's still too much to me i mean you might as well go back to spectrum or or uh direct tv <laughs> but that's just my opinion you got too much you um i think you just pick one and go with it um youtube tv is probably the best um i know they just recently had some issues with fox where depending on where you live they've cut fox uh local sports out um but YouTube TVs away. And, you know, uh, what, what are you doing bear as far as tell me what your story is as far as cutting the cord, quote unquote.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I cut the cord, you know, about 10 years ago. Um, and I agree with both of you guys is, uh, you know, um, saying cut the cord is just really like a term, you know, that's just really me. I still have cable, excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. I still have internet through Spectrum here in St. Louis, um, but I only have uh, YouTube TV. Um, I tried different services. I tried like the, the Fire Stick, um, I tried uh, Roku, um, I tried, I'm missing one, um, but I tried all three of those and I was like, you know what? Uh, this is not doing it for me. So I finally uh, settled in on YouTube TV and that's all I have. Um, you know, I'm, I haven't had a landline in, I don't know, probably over a decade as well. Um, so, I, you know, my bill went from, you know, we, I mean, you have to have Wi-Fi anyway. Right. So to me, that's like a given, like the world that we live in, you have to have wifi. You, you, you just can't get around that. Right. So, um, that bill to me is, is constant. And so, but for me cutting my almost $200 cable bill. To my sixty dollars YouTube TV bill is, you know, to me was significant. Obviously, you know, I could take that money and do something else with it, like invest. So, but you know, that's what I did, you know, on on my end when it came to me cutting the proverbial cord. You know, that's the route that I took. So
2: help help me understand. So I I'm a fan of I I think that Wi Fi should be like a utility. To be honest, mm. that's and. And I know that the spectrums of the world probably would hate me for saying that because I'd be digging into their business, but it should be part of your utility bill that you have Wi-Fi. I'm actually hoping that 5G or anything after 5G it does that for us. Um, and, and again, it probably will not. They're going to continue to monetize it, which I'm not mad at them about that. I just think that Wi-Fi should be for cities, for urban areas, really for across the U.S. We should be blanketed with Wi-Fi so we can connect, uh, you know, in a secure environment. Uh, And how do we do that? But I don't understand 5G enough. We probably need to research it, understand it, um, because, again, Wi-Fi should be a utility, and then we just add on whatever YouTube, TV, Roku, Hulu, Amazon. Um, so it, it's just my opinion. I, I, I would like at some point for us to talk about, you know, 5g and maybe not on this segment or this episode, but in the future so that we understand it, I probably need to do some more research on it. Um, of course, all the cell phone companies are talking about it, but to me, Wi Fi should be a utility so that you can, we, okay, I'm paying my electric bill. Uh, or I pay my water bill, sewage, whatever. I pay Wi-Fi. Boom, that's out the way, and then you can add on everything else.
0: So, got it. It's
2: just my opinion, but uh, I don't know that, barring you know some major uh, internet outage, and in that you know you don't have YouTube TV. Um, I, I, I think I'm good with YouTube TV. I would like to say that as Disney continues to grow, I may have to holler at Disney because um, I'm kind of in love with Mandalorian and of course, Star Wars. So um, we'll see how that goes.
0: Copy that. Um, You know, you have a, you know, you bring up a great point and, you know, I'll just kind of piggyback on that for a second before I segue (laughs) is that, you know, a lot of people get Disney Plus just for The Mandalorian. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it funny. What's funny. What's funny is, like, I'll pay for the subscription or we, you know, we'll pay for the, the subscription until it's over and then we're not paying anymore. Isn't that weird? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of like the people that so watch Game funny. of
0: Thrones and had to
1: pay that dumbass money for HBO Max just to fucking watch it. Like, Ooh, I Absolutely. hate HBO so much for that. Oh, I'm so <laughs> fucking mad. But, but you know what? I I paid it, and George R.R. Martin was bullshitting with that last season. And oh my, oh dude,
2: don't hate on Game of Thrones. I love man. Game of Thrones.
1: I'm just saying,
2: I'm don't just saying, I didn't Cross, like the
1: money I, mean. I had to pay to watch it.
2: Oh, that's that's the beauty of it. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah I I haven't probably watched HBO no, not since. at all. Wow. Wow. That
0: that that's
2: that is an incredible fact. I don't know that I've watched if I've watched I didn't HBO, it. it hasn't been on purpose. Yeah, I didn't know it. I haven't watched HBO since.
0: You know, so. that's 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 hilarious, man. Like both of you guys because, you know, I wasn't sure how other people felt like again, like uh, you know, me getting, you know, Disney Plus to watch The Mandalorian like I wasn't sure like, if, if other people did that, and obviously it sounds like you did with Game of Thrones, but since we're going down this rabbit hole of Game of Thrones, so um, I just want to ask about, like, the last season in specific. Wow. In specific, maybe, like, the last episode, because, I mean, if we talk talking about the whole season, we'll, we'll like, we might go way over time uh, with this podcast, but I just kind of want to get you guys' opinions on maybe as a whole, like, what, you know, how they wrapped up the whole series uh, in that last season in one little tiny bow. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, whoever wants to go first.
1: I'll go first. Um, so, because I think that Gen Z, I think, yeah, I think I'm Gen Z, right? So, I think Gen Z has dealt with a lot. Um Because we see the creation and the and the destruction of all the things that we've grown up with and seen because um, throughout time um, we weren't making as much content as we are now Um, and we are making content every single day every single year and there are fantastic seasons of things that don't get a season two or a season three or a season four. And we see them just end because a network decides to move on or an actor uh, is exposed for doing something bad, i.e. House of Cards. Um, And. Like, I remember the last time that I watched that, like I had to go watch the, you know, the final something, and that was Harry Potter. Harry Potter's been around since I was like 11 or 12. Even earlier, probably, and I had to I, I I had to go to the theater to watch the last movie, knowing that I wasn't going to get any more Harry Potter. Um, and that was hard for me to go watch because I because I wasn't sure how they were going to do it, even though I'd read the books, and it actually came out being pretty fun. With with Game of Thrones, we don't know what the resolution is because George R. R. Martin is still writing, and we had the fantastic previous seasons to look to just to see how are they going to do this final season, being that we don't have a final season written book. And they fumbled it. They fucking fumbled it. They made us wait. They split it in two. They did all this dumb shit, and then they fumbled it. Like uh, even, even Cersei dying wasn't what I needed it to be. Like, fuck, man! Like, bad, 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 bad job. Redo it.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> mule, so, Mule, what, what what's your, uh, so, what's your um, I, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to be as passionate, but I, I will say this. Um, first, I saw a uh, a character, a caricature of, a basically. If you look from left to right, it was a work of art. And then it went to, like, watercolors. Then it went to a sketch. And then at the end, it was Stickman. And that was basically the Game of Thrones. That <laughs> it, it, You know, if you were to look at that time, time-space continuum, that's what, they, that's what it was. And I, I don't take credit for that. I, I just saw that. That's I called a it. meme, but, Father. It's a meme. Okay. It's a meme. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, dude. All I know is it, it it perfectly represented how I thought the Game of Thrones went. The, however, however, um, you know, think think about it. It feels like it was like five years ago that the last episode was shot. The I mean that was aired. The last episode aired on May 19th of 2019. That was like a year and a half, a year and exactly. It feels like three or four years ago. The last episode was May 19th of 2019. And we're still talking about it like it just happened two months ago.
0: So I wanna transition us over to music. Right. So um that's something that we really haven't covered uh on this on this podcast yet. And uh we all three of us love music, right? We all have our favorites, we all have uh things that we listen to, but I kind of wanna cut out a part of music, like just during maybe the last, you know, uh you know, six to eight months. Let's just call it COVID. Like, what have you been listening to during COVID? Because a lot of people have been spending time, more time at home, in the car, uh, you know, uh, maybe just spending time just kind of zoning out. Uh, but what does that look like? So what what music have you been listening to uh, during COVID? Mule, I'll start with you this time. i been start with the GOAT each time uh, for these topics. But Mule, like, is there any music out there that you've been listening to in this pandemic era that we're in?
2: I've actually gone back to old school hip hop music uh, and uh, some music from my um, from the seventies, um, my dad used to listen to folks like Deodado and herbie hancock and um, uh, let 's see um, and just just old um, r and b music like Lou Rawls, my lady love i mean and and so I, I' just been listening to that type of music and then just old school hip hop music um, one of the ones that I'm going to try to add to the podcast once I can get permission from Spotify is, um, by Pete Rock and CL smooth. Um, the, uh, oh, what's the name of the song I'm slipping right now. The, um, but just old Reminisce? yeah.
0: Reminisce. Yeah. Reminisce. <laughs> Reminisce. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. No that, that, that was a uh, huge, um, And then, just going back, Outkast, I've been listening to... Also, I've been listening to some techno funk. Uh, One of my partners, his name is Keith Worthy. We're going to try to have him on the podcast. He uh, is a big techno funk house music, deep house music from Detroit, Chicago, D.C. He's a a DJ in that. I've been listening to that music. And um, it's good creative music, but... um, that, that's what I've been listening to, it, it, getting back to to being creative and looking in the mirror and saying, OK, all right, get my mindset right. OK, hey, you know, COVID is not going to defeat me. This is a this pandemic not going to defeat me. We're going to keep moving forward. And, and thank God that uh, we've made progress in my life and my family. And uh, that type of music just gives me that that good feeling gets me in the right mindset.
0: Okay. Okay. How about you, GOAT? What type of music are you listening to during this pandemic? Um, anything new, anything old, any new discoveries on the music front?
1: Well, if 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 I had to have quarantined at any point in time during COVID, uh, like both of you, I've been an essential worker and not really been afforded that opportunity. Um, but I haven't dusted my records off in a while, so thank you for asking the question because the quarantine would have been a perfect time to go through all my records and listen to them all. But I haven't really done that. Um, I've mostly just been keeping it par for the course. Um, uh, one of my favorite artists, uh, artist by the name of logic, um, recently, uh, released what he deemed as his final project that he's going to create. And he's retiring to raise his son. um, and you know kudos to him but i'm sad to see him go so i've been bumping his his uh his latest project called no pressure uh you can find that on spotify or anywhere you like listening to music and i would certainly encourage you to go listen to it um he, he you know he he espouses p- uh, peace love and, and positivity and um you know i certainly appreciate listening to his music um And then just keep it with my favorites. I'm a big, uh, big Crit fan. Um, And um, he's he is always, you know, bumping, you know, some great music. And uh, me and my lady love to go to his concerts. But unfortunately, due to COVID, you know, we haven't been able to make it to any concerts. So hopefully once the pandemic's over, you know, he'll start back touring, drop a new project for us. And then, of course, you know, I like listening to Kanye. Uh, The Sunday Service Project is, you know, all of my favorite gospel tunes. um, But, you know, with a little bit of that secular, you know, hop and beat to them. So definitely in love with those and any music that he produces. Um, There's also another podcast called Dissect, where they break down all the things that, you know, Kanye, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Beyonce, some, some very talented artists. And, uh, you know, the Dissect podcast really does a really great job of breaking down all the different things that they're talking about and what they mean and giving you the backstory. And that just makes you love that music even more. So that's what I've been listening to. OK,
0: OK. You know, um, such a wide uh, you know, range of music. Uh, you know, that we have, that every, you know, that you guys listen to. I mean, um, if I'm going to add my two cents in, um, I also listen to uh, hip hop. You know, I'm an old school hip hop guy. There are some new school, you know, uh, hip hop uh, acts. Me saying acts makes it sound like we're like in the turn of the century or something. But um, I'm a That's big That's just because you're thing. old? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh you know I was raised on uh on hip-hop and um you know I'm a big Wu-Tang fan uh Wu-Tang forever uh when you hear that Wu that's that wisdom um Tribe Called Quest fan um a little bit further back is like Eric B and M. like uh you know they uh were the first like duo that I really started to like honestly fall in love like love love um, you know, uh, you know, most dev, Talib Kweli, uh, you know, conscious like lyrical rappers is what I'm into. Um, if you can rhyme, you know, that's what gets me first, then the beat second. I know for some people it's like a 50, 50 split. Some people it's like, okay, does it have a good beat? And then whatever they say don't matter to me. So, um, different people fall into different segments of, of hip hop. So, uh, it's interesting. So, um, I definitely appreciate you guys sharing um and uh we'll continue to like um i think that we should probably highlight music come, more often <laughs> yeah so if we if we fall into or um something new that we love i think that we should probably put that out in the universe or if we rediscover something like you know what like this album came out in like 1971 and i've never heard this song or like really research this artist and we go deep down any rabbit holes i think we should share and uh, just kind of put that out to the universe about how we feel about it, you know, uh, when it came out, et cetera. So I think that would be interesting to unpack as we move forward with the podcast.
2: So to add on to that, um, one of the things that if I can work it out with Spotify, Ed, we're going to, again, we can vote or we can take turns, is at the end of all of our podcasts, we're going to have a song um, and uh I'm gonna have on there the reminisce one for that as the first one, and then we can take turns after that. But I gotta get it worked out with Spotify so that I can add a song at the end of each one of the uh podcasts. It'll add about two or three minutes to the end of the podcast, but I, I there's just music that I love. Um there there's a outcast song that most people may not like. I love it. It's elevators and I I would love to hear it on a regular basis. So, um, and then there's some old school, uh, hip hop, uh, that that's beautiful. Um, there, there's a, there's, uh, there's old school hip hop that I love, whether it doesn't matter who they are, what color they are, wh- where they're from. But when they hear rappers to like, they always smile and they always say, what is that? And you got to give them that education. So, um, I'd like to add that. If you guys approve, let's go with it. So I right, second.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 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 Uh, you know, I think that it'll be fantastic. It'll be an awesome way to um, layer that into the show. Yep. Um, to kind of show people, you know, things that uh, that move us, because not only does it move us, but it moves other people, the masses as well. So yeah, I agree. Awesome idea for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now come to the segment that I love personally because I'm a sports fanatic. Uh, We are going to talk about those Lakers. Um, You know, if you haven't known or did not know, all three members of this podcast are Laker fans, diehard Laker fans. And uh, the Lakers have won the championship, and we cannot end this podcast without talking about that, what that looks like, how we feel about it, Etc. So I'm going to start with you, Mule. Let me know about like your feelings and insight about those Lakers winning a championship.
2: It's fantastic. Uh, LeBron's got his fourth championship. Anthony Davis has his first championship. Um, Mrs. Buss, the first female owner of a NBA team to win a championship. Um, All, all great achievements. Um, in light of um, Kobe Bryant and his daughter passing away this year, um, it is just a, a fantastic story, a Hollywood story, if you will, that the Lakers will win the championship this year. And there is no asterisk by this championship. This has been the longest NBA season ever. It's probably a season and a half or a season and a quarter. Um, it's amazing that they were had the endurance to get this done. The level of commitment by the entire Laker leadership, the players, their families, and supporting them to win the championship, it's awesome. Hats off to the Miami Heat. Uh, They have a a young nucleus that after LeBron retires, the Miami Heat are going to be okay. They're going to be in the fight for the East, probably at least for the next five years. Uh, As long as Jimmy Butler is still there, they'll be in the fight. Jimmy Butler, I think, is 32 so at least for another, you know, three or four years, the Miami Heat are going to be uh, a pretty strong team. On a side note, we can unpack this in the future. What if Giannis went to the Miami Heat? Okay. Mm. If I'm Giannis, that's exactly where I'm going. But that's, a, that's, a, that's for another day. Let's talk about the Lakers. Um, the Lakers were without Avery Bradley, who has been doing a lot of community service work, Uh, And while he was not in the bubble, the Lakers came together as a team in the bubble and they got it done. There are going to be all of the naysayers uh, out there to talk about, uh, you know, no matter what LeBron does, he's not going to be greater than Jordan. Um, I actually don't support that argument. I think LeBron is one of the greatest, if not the greatest forward there, that's ever been in the game. He's playing um, a point forward position. He's playing a Magic Johnson type position. And he is, um, again, the greatest forward that's been in the game. But if you're going to try to single out a player to say that they're the greatest, for me, again, this is just my humble opinion. If you're going to talk about the greatest player, you just got to look at who has the most championships and just go that way. Greatest player is Bill Russell. He has 11 championships. How do you do that? That's incredible. I mean, and so uh, now, if you're talking about by position or by era, then you can have debates. Um, the game has absolutely changed, and the skill is higher uh, as far as each one of the positions. There's, a, there's an expectation of skill. A lot of the guys, the goons and goblins that we had in the 70s and 80s, they wouldn't even make a lot of these NBA teams today because they don't have the skill that these guys do and the finesse. But the Lakers won the championship uh, to mimic or to to repeat Magic Johnson's words. I don't want to hear no more Celtics fans chirping in my ear that they've won more championships than the Los Angeles Lakers. They both have 17. They can be quiet. And what I want to see is the NBA to start and have a full 82-game season uh, and for the Lakers to repeat. I am so happy that they won the championship. It is such a great story. We, um, I can go down name by name. Um, there there's only one thing I can say. I don't know how many seconds it took for, um, okay, he's I'm coming to a, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, he had his shirt off immediately, right? J.R. Smith. Smith had his shirt off. I don't even, I think the clock was still ticking down to like zero and J.R. Smith already had his shirt off. He wanted to put on the other shirt and they were already celebrating. It, there's so many stories um, behind the Laker, win- the Lakers winning. Rondo getting a second championship is incredible. The Lakers couldn't have won it without Rondo. I'm happy for the Laker organization, um, Judy Bus, LeBron, Rondo, Anthony Davis, all the Laker team. Um, again, you know, I, I go back to many, many, many years ago. I started watching the Los Angeles Lakers when Kareem was there. Um, I w- started watching the Lakers as a young man and I, I just took to them and anytime they're in the local town that I'm in, the city that I'm in, I try to go see them play. Um, I'm happy for them. You know, I, I could talk about this all different facets of this probably for another two hours, but again, congratulations, To the Lakers, congratulations to the NBA. Um, The GOAT talked about this at the the top of the show, that the NBA was able to complete their season uh, in the bubble. Everybody remained healthy, and they did it the right way. Class act, as usual, the NBA leadership and the Los Angeles Lakers. So the title is back where it's supposed to be in L.A. GOAT, what you got?
1: So... Um, I think that that was a very astute observation of you to say that um, the players of old, I don't think many of them would be in the NBA. They may make the G League, um, but they just simply didn't have the same talents um, and, and people uh, like to disrespect LeBron James for a litany of reasons and i it it, it it i i i simply don't understand why because since he was 15 16 he's been in the limelight and ex- and expected to fail or fuck up or have a misstep and he he like he, is, he has done such a fantastic job of just being a good man, a good husband, a good father, and just the most prolific player on the planet. And he doesn't have a previous example of that, right? Because if you look to the, to the uh, storied histories of prolific athletes over time, there aren't too many that have their noses clean in any sport. You've got uh, sexual assault uh, allegations. You've got uh, promiscuity allegations. You've got womanizer allegations. You've got malicious. Like, it, it's, it's just like no matter where you go in any sport, there's never been a, a athlete who has kept their nose clean for this long in their professional career. And I just tip my hat to LeBron and to his mother for raising him to be such a fantastic man and his circle and his bubble for being just that, you know, that good of people. Because, I, 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 I mean, you know, you're almost waiting on him to fail. And I just pray to the good Lord that LeBron continues to remain untouched and unscathed because he is fantastic. And a lot of people like to compare him to Jordan. Um, I, and, and I think the things that Michael Jordan was able to accomplish, especially in the, uh, in, the, in, in the era in which he did, was nothing short of remarkable. And you can see on film why they call him the greatest player of all time. But he was 6'6", 215 on average. LeBron is 6'9", 250. He could be 260 if he wanted to. And uh, I think that the game changing, right? People people like to post videos of, um, you know, the way that the game used to be played. Well, I remember, you know, anecdotally, the times that I would play basketball, And people would say that I was being too rough and I wouldn't do any of the things that they were doing. They would say, you're playing football. You're not playing basketball. And so when people show me clips like that, it just shows me that, that they weren't playing basketball back in the day. Right. You know, they were just playing, you know, you know, who can be the biggest asshole. And, you know, uh, I'm going to punish you every time you come down this lane. And, Now that basketball has taken on a skilled based approach, you know, basketball players are proud of the fact that they are long, lanky, strong. They jump, they run, right? They aren't proud of the fact that they can hammer someone in the head as they're coming down the lane because that's not basketball. So uh, I think that the Lakers did a fantastic job. I hope that they can repeat. Um, I hope that they were able to get healthy, get rested, and then hop back into this 82 game season. Um, you know, I, I have a, you know, mixed feeling about ownership being congratulated for championships because all they do is just collect the money. You know, they aren't actually the ones out there doing anything, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um. But I'm damn proud of the NBA, damn proud of LeBron, damn proud of AD. I think that had AD not had the heel contusion in game two or three, um, and he would have been able to play at full strength, I don't think LeBron wins MVP because their numbers were way too close, especially with AD having that pain um, and dealing with those injuries. So I'm glad he was able to tough it out. I think that he, if, if he would been able to stay healthy, he would have been the MVP or it would have been an even bigger conversation. And, um, you know, LeBron may not have gotten his uh, fourth finals MVP.
0: Got it. Got it. I'm going to ask you guys one little quick hit question, and then I want to hit one more um, topic that we're going to wrap up, and I'm going to plant that seed which is we're going to have to talk about the Georgia-Alabama game. But I'll get to that in a second. We're going to end with the Georgia-Alabama game. I'm going to give you guys the over-under. I'm going to give you who's favored, and I want your picks. But we'll get to that in just one second. But I want to continue going down this LeBron rabbit hole for one more second. Because, so, people out in the universe will never uh, put – LeBron in Jordan category for a couple of reasons. One, Jordan went six for six in the finals. So people are going to always, any LeBron naysayer, which, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to say that, but people are always going to say, you know what? Michael Jordan was the best. He went six for six in the uh, championship. He got six rings. Now, LeBron, has four championships and i believe he's been yes. 10 times or not okay so he's, he's four out of ten so people look at that like oh well you know if he was this great if he's the greatest of all time he would have at least won 50 percent of the championships that he went to so i have two quick questions that i want you guys to answer and then we'll move on to this georgia uh alabama game now do you think that LeBron needs to win another championship to cement him being the greatest of all time or try to topple that Jordan Mountain that he's been climbing? Or do you think that if he gets the scoring title over Kareem, which if he he would have to play at least two and a half, maybe three seasons to catch Kareem for the all-time scoring, you know, uh, on the all-time scoring list? So I guess my question is, is that, what do you think it will take to erase, eradicate any, you know, or or at least put it on par? Because you're never going to be able to erase the Jordan argument of being the greatest ever. You're not going to be able to do that. But what stat or what else does LeBron have to do to like vault him to where even the staunchest Jordan supporters have to like pause and say, "Ah, uh, but I still like Jordan." It, it, does. it does. It does. Let me so, let me
2: help you here. Okay um, All right, so go ahead, number one. If LeBron can stay healthy and play two and two and a half, three more years and, and get the scoring title so that he is number one, that is going to be a big deal. Number two. If LeBron can get one more title. So if you're a true Laker fan, When everybody starts chirping about LeBron being the greatest, well, we got to count these rings. And the first thing you got to do is talk about the guy they used to compare Jordan with, and that would be Mr. Kobe Bryant. Okay. Kobe got a handful. That would be five. Got more than Shaq, and he currently has more than LeBron. Now, some of y'all may be too young to remember the the uh, commercials that were basically um, Gumby type commercials when it had Kobe and LeBron and Kobe used to talk about the number of rings he has. And he used to, to, to show them off to LeBron and LeBron would just be like, just, you know, flabbergasted and sad or depressed that he don't have no rings. I don't know if y'all remember that, but it, yeah. Th- I remember those I were remember hilarious. Those. those are
0: hilarious. So, yeah
2: the truth is is that i don't think i don't think lebron is truly trying to chase jordan's 6 i think he is trying to get at least 5 and the scoring title now the other piece is if he gets 5 and the scoring title he's going to obliterate a bunch of other records here here's one other side note the american sports basketball loving public. Those folks are the folks that want to have the LeBron versus Jordan conversation and debate. The people who, if you talk to LeBron, again, this is a backstory. LeBron's hero is Jordan. It's comical to people. LeBron is never, he is not trying to exceed Jordan. What he wants is the respect that's due him. He doesn't want to be compared to Jordan. If anything, LeBron has patterned his game after Magic. How many rings does Magic have? I I don't know. Magic has five. Five. That's my point. Five is the number, a handful. How many does Kobe have? Who is his who who him and Kobe used to always talk? Five. His hero has six, and that's Jordan. He is not trying to chase his hero. It's funny that when people try to compare the two, okay? So, but the point is, is that if he gets, if he plays three more years, first of all, it will be incredible if he can play three more years injury-free. Whatever he's taking, whatever he's doing, all the other NBA players need to do that. Second, he's going to obliterate all the records. All he's looking for is one more championship. And that will be five. And, and all the rest, the odds of him getting two more championships is possible, but the Lakers are going to need some more help because the Western Conference is going to be on blast next year. Completely. And then the other piece is if the Eastern Conference gets stronger in Boston and Brooklyn and Miami and Milwaukee, it, it, it's going to be too much. The Lakers are going to have to trade J.R. Smith and, and a bunch of other people to get a, a three-headed monster. They're going to need to get a third star. Oh, by the way, the Clippers are right there in L.A. The odds of him getting two more championships is, is slim. One more championship, I can see that happening. He's going to have to like knock it out next year. After that, it's going to be too hard to do. Father Tom is undefeated. So again, I think it's five and the scoring championship is what he's looking for. He's not worried about six. My opinion.
0: Okay. 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 Go. So what do you think?
1: Um, I hear all that 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 you're talking about, but I mean, the man needs to get what he's due. Um I think that everyone forgets that. I mean, unless Boogie left and I didn't know about it, they still got Boogie Cousins sitting on the bench. You know, they didn't bring him in the bubble, but he's supposed to get healthy, and that'll be your three headed monster.
2: You no, run. I, I think, think they, they released Boogie. They might re sign him, but they released him. I hope, I, I certainly hope they re sign him because then you run AD,
1: Boogie, and uh, LeBron. And I don't think there's anybody that can stop that lineup. Uh, especially if Kuzma actually starts doing what he's supposed to do and becomes, you know, prolific like he's supposed to. uh, I don't think there's anybody that that can match them. Um, But I think in order, you know, to answer your question, Bear, in order to silence everybody, if LeBron wins two more and the scoring title, which I think he can do in those three years, um, or four years, right? You know, he would have been to either 12 or 14 finals, have six rings, um, wow. have the scoring title, and have every other record that is due him. I don't think there's anyone that can look at it on paper and say that LeBron James is not the greatest player of all time. So, short, sweet, to the point.
0: Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, uh, fascinating, fascinating. Um, you know, to me, you know, I think that LeBron has to get at least five in the scoring title yep. at yep. least. I agree. And the thing, and, and the thing about that is, is that he has to do it yes. now. Like the Lakers have to go back to back now. The window of opportunity is only open right now. And honestly, it's a, it's a 50, 50 ball for next season because meal when you talked about it. the west has a bunch of killers golden state's going to be back you know uh the rockets are going to try to retool they fired antonio <laughs> god because I <laughs> <think he> was- <laughs> and then
1: the 76ers <laughs> fired him. they're gonna be trash <laughs> for the next five years
0: yeah, it, exactly exactly so uh uh james harden and westbrook you know they fired um you know they got antonio out of there they're going to be different um clippers are going to be different now honestly um there's rumors out there and it's a huge rumor that the clippers are going to get rid of paul george and and bring somebody else in there um but anyhow you know but 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 that's just speculation the lakers are going to have to get danny green hey oh (laughs) hey man it's been good but it's time for you to raise up out of la uh, J.R. Smith, hey man, put your shirt back on, <laughs> and uh plane's that way. Like, let, let's, let, let's get moving. But my point is, is that the Lakers have to retool now. Like, use the nucleus of LeBron and AD and you have to, and keep Coos, like you said, GOAT, and then surround them with more perimeter shooting who can also lock down perimeter shooters on defense, right? So, You know, they call them three and D type guys where they can hit the three ball and they can play D against perimeter shooters um, to, like, uh, solidify your defense um, so you can win a championship. But if LeBron does not win the championship next year, Mule, your point is valid. Father Tom catches everybody. So, again, that's my little two cents. I think LeBron has to do it now. Um, and if he wins it next year, then he can coach to get that um, scoring title, and then I think that he'll be in that conversation bar none. Nobody can really sneeze or, or like, look sideways at his accomplishments. They have to put him on that pedestal. So, all right. Let's segue to this Alabama-Georgia game. Currently, right now, Alabama is favored by four points. The over/under is fifty-six points in this game. Um, this is a this game is being played at Bryant Denny Stadium on Saturday at seven p.m. Central Time, eight p.m. Eastern. So I'm gonna start with you, Goat, with your pick. Now, just full disclaimer: the Goat is a Georgia fan has been his whole life, so I'll be very curious to see what he feels about uh, the outcome of this game. All
1: right, don't act like you think I'm not going to pick Georgia. Georgia's going to win this
2: <laughs> motherfucking bullshit. game. Oh, God. <laughs> bullshit. Oh my Georgia's going to okay. win this calm, motherfucking game. Calm down, game. First calm of
1: down. Second of all, second oh of all right? Oh um, we're going to get some excellent quarterback play. You know, Mac Jones, God bless him, but uh, he, 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 you know, he can get it to the weapons, but he's facing the best defense in the country. I think he's going to throw two picks, and we're going to get one one strip sack or one like fumble from a running back that we're going to house. Um, I think the game is going to be close, uh, but I think the Georgia takes it um, 31 to Alabama's twenty-seven. And with Damn. that score, they bust the over/under, and uh, Georgia wins by four.
0: Okay, all right, uh, Mule. What, what, do you, what do you what do you say about this? I,
2: I say that um, the the goat is passionate about his Georgia Bulldogs, and you know I, I love uh, a loyal old dog, you know because it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Um, but what's going to happen is is that the game is going to be close in the first half, similar to uh, what Lane Kiffin tried to do. Georgia does have a great defense. I have to give my hats off to that. Kirby Smart has those guys in position. Uh, Coach Saban and Kirby Smart are friends. Their wives are friends. Kirby Smart knows everything about what's going on in Alabama and what he's trying to do is to overlay that and to share his experiences, his knowledge with the Georgia team, the program coaches, the leadership, and put them in position to be able to beat Alabama. Of all the times, this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Bryant-Denny Stadium, this is the prime time for Georgia to upset Alabama. What you have to remember is that it is Alabama, and they have horses. If you take a minute and you to refer back to last night's game when Derek Henry gave uh, the Josh, young man, Josh Norman, Josh Norman, the beautiful stiff arm to James Leroy Bowman's, the Bears. Lauded Buffalo Bills. He gave oh my God. he gave them the stiff arm, and he went horizontal. That's the kind of horses they they grow in Alabama, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, visually seeing what's down there, that you have the same type of horses in Georgia come down to coaching, it's going to come down to execution, and it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I disagree with the decision. The pick by the GOAT, I think Alabama wins 48 to 40. They're going to take the top off the over, but Alabama's going to win over Georgia 48 to 40. The old ball coach Nick Saban's gonna be coaching from Zoom. The first win over Zoom ever. Hope his Wi-Fi is good, <laughs> but he's going they're gonna take it. And and they're gonna be a lot of upset people. And there's gonna be a lot of questionable calls. But let me tell you, the football gods are gonna make sure that Alabama wins and that COVID-19 does not win. There is a political part of this. I know people don't like when I roll that that thing in the corner. But there's a political part of this. They're not going to allow Alabama to lose because of COVID-19. So remember, I hope somebody – maybe I need to write down my own pick. I'll remember it. 48-40, to Alabama. And let me tell you something. This game is fascinating to me. To be honest, if Georgia wins, I'm going to be happy. If Alabama wins, I'm just going to shrug my shoulders. But here's the thing. Alabama's offense, excuse me, Georgia's offense does not impress me. It's nope. good, but it does not impress me. Alabama, they can score 70. They have some, they, they will track meet you. If your if linebackers and your cornerbacks and safeties can't tackle, they're going to track meet you. Georgia's front line, awesome.
0: But I I don't know about the top end.
2: Again, Alabama, 48-40. What do you think there, Bear?
0: Uh, you know, I think this game is absolutely fascinating um, because all the years that Georgia has been ranked so high, all these great quarterbacks that they've had in the past. Um, Jake Kromer's not a great quarterback.
1: We okay. ain't had a great quarterback right. well, since. Oh, wait. We've never had a great quarterback.
0: What about Stafford? Okay. Uh, he, he, you know, sometimes sometimes people have convenient amnesia right. when right. it comes to their right. teams. And, and that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. The reason why this game is fascinating is because if th- this – you said it so perfectly, Neil, like if Jordan – this is the most ultimate time for them to get over the hump. They have to win this game if they want to be vaulted into the upper echelon of college football and stay there to the end of the year. You have to beat Alabama on their home turf, so that is a monumental task to do. And who, if I had to pick, I would have to go with the home cooking of Alabama. Um, I will take the spread, you know, you know, I'll, I'll lay the four uh, to Georgia, but I actually think that it's going to be. Um, I don't think that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the under, I'm, I'm gonna take the under in this nice. game. Um, nice. I think that it'll be maybe, you know, I think, I think it'll be maybe a defensive battle in the beginning, and then it open it up maybe late third quarter, fourth quarter, but I don't think it's going to be over. Um, I think that Georgia's offense is kind of stagnant. So, um, you know, I'm going to go like right under, you know, if I had to pick a score, um, I say that, you know, Georgia puts up 21. And um, Alabama puts up 30 Uh, for a total of 51, which is under the over-under. So I'm going to take the under. So um, that's what I got. So um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a fantastic time with you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys listening your whole life and listen to to the Goat and Mule podcast and learn something. Thank you very much. Have a good night.